Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined a Pro Wrestling Hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who you should not ask about the movie Goonies, because he doesn't want to talk about the movie Goonies, he hasn't seen the movie Goonies, leave him alone about Goonies, Derek Halpin. I have not seen the Goonies, man. And, and I think, uh, I feel like immediately people are going to be thinking, what a fucking heel hasn't seen Goonies, but I, I feel know. like when they hear why you haven't seen Goonies, they're going to think I'm a heel. Okay, so, quick story. We made a pact because neither of us at one time had seen the Goonies and we made a pact that we weren't going to see it. And then within a day or two, you turned your back on me and you went and saw the Goonies with your girlfriend like immediately. Like a piece I, of shit. I will go ahead and let you know it was less than 24 hours after that pact had been made. <laughs> and, and how did you feel about it after you realized like that you had betrayed me? And, and how was the movie? Did it disappoint? Uh, I've seen that movie a lot of times since and actually kind of like Goonies a lot. Now but you I also do. understand that I betrayed your trust. And, immediately. Uh, just immediately, like no loyalty. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. grow, you grow up a chubby kid, you get a girlfriend in high school that's you do uh, what more she attractive wants. than you are, and you just do whatever <laughs> she says. So, yeah, I'm the guy that still hasn't seen The Goonies. So, hate me, love me for it. Hey, we're probably talking about WrestleMania today. Hit our goddamn what? music. <laughs> everybody welcome back happy thursday thank you for listening uh those of you that are listening please do us a favor rate review and subscribe that helps other people find this podcast a lot of people have found it so far thank you to everybody who's listening thanks to everybody who's spreading it to their friends i love you to death for that yeah you're doing us a big favor if you can give us the rating the review and the subscribe helps us get a little bit more recognition helps get the word out there and thank you for interacting with us on our social media too at wrestle hangout on twitter at wrestle hangout on facebook uh, we throw up polls up there pictures from when we attend live events so lots of good stuff going on there and we love hearing from you guys so keep it up and yeah at predetermined podcast on instagram uh, i'll be posting stuff all mania weekend i'm actually heading out uh, as you're listening to this on Thursday, I am either on the road to WrestleMania, the actual road to it uh, this time, not the, the figurative road to WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania! WrestleMania! Oh, WrestleMania! This, this WrestleMania season is just fucking Wrestle Christmas. It, it feels is. so good. <laughs> if, if it, it's, it's one of the situations where I wish I could do a really good Vince McMahon impression just so I could do his Welcome to WrestleMania! thing like i just do that all week building up to it yeah like you know i went to work today i didn't get shit accomplished because i spent the whole day thinking about wrestlemania i'm like hey it's the day before uh vacation for me you shouldn't expect much out of me stop yelling you wouldn't bust <laughs> jenny's balls about easter this is my holiday this is my easter you know me, I sit there and in my head I just fantasy book scenarios and how things are going to play out. I'm looking forward to this show so fucking much. And, I, and I, it's easy every year 
to kind of get caught up in whatever card they give you and be excited. Cause like you said, it's wrestling Christmas, but you know, I feel pretty, pretty confident that this is such a solid card that we're going to be, uh, we're going to be pretty impressed with what we get. Oh, I think this is the first mania since probably 30 that we're just like, this is a good one. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be long as shit because they've at one point, I mean, how long was the first WrestleMania? Do we have a runtime on that? I have no idea. We'll have to look that up, but I have I'm to sure imagine it, be it more wasn't than a few seven hours. and a half fucking hours. Well, and here's the thing. I, I had this conversation with some people the other day. I, I feel bad for people like you in the sense that like you have every reason to be there for every single minute of that. Um, it doesn't bother me so much as a wrestling fan from the comfort of my own home watching it because I can get up, I can leave, I can get a snack, I can stretch, I can take a break, I don't have to worry about bathroom lines or... But, man, it's because, like I said, I've made this comparison before. You know, there's football fans during the football season that every Sunday sit on the sofa and watch football for just as long as this WrestleMania is going to be. So, to me, I think people are, they can do it. I think a lot of people are turned off by it if they're going to be at the event, and that's totally justifiable because, holy shit, that's a long show. But, for a long show, this is a stacked fucking card, so have at it. Well, I guess before we like go down the card, uh, I went to the go home to SmackDown last night. It was here in Nashville. Yep. So I did attend that, and uh, I want to. I'll tell. Let's talk a little bit about about that show. You went to the last show before Mania. Did you have? You had a good time, obviously. Oh, I had a good time. I was happy that you. Uh, okay, so I was sitting like in the first level of the arena seating, so not the floor, but the first level of the arena facing the hard. The cam. lower bowl. Lower bowl. And I told Derek, you'll probably be able to see me on TV. And at a certain point, I get, hey, good job giving Randy Orton that thumbs down. <laughs> and you looked so disappointed. You were like shaking your head and giving him a thumbs down. It was very animated. Good on you. Well, I, you know what? I'm not going to bury the lead on this. I'm just going to go straight to the dark match that happened at the end of this show before anything else. Like this, to me, this was the show. Like the SmackDown was fine. 205 Live, I'll get into that in a second. But they said, wait, because there's going to be the main event at the end. The main event is Baron Corbin and Rusev Day, which are we just going to refer to them as Rusev Day? Is That's the team Yeah, name? that's the faction name, right? Okay. Aiden English and Rusev. Versus the Usos and Randy Orton. Okay. And already, when I hear Randy Orton's going to be in a dark match that's taking place at the end of a long show, I'm just like, oh, Randy doesn't want to do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, I saw him in my dark match in December. And he didn't want to do that one either. Yeah, but he had fun. He threw Sami Zayn into a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even part of the show. That was just him on his own. Yeah. But okay. So what, did you, what did you get? What so, did you get for your dark match? Okay, so it was those, you know, those two teams against each other. Randy's music hit, and that guy saunters out of there. Like, you know, just real casual. And he had a smirk on his face that says, I'm a little drunk. I can't confirm that because I wasn't close <laughs> enough to him to smell him. But as he's walking down the ramp, he's holding the uh, U.S. title out to the side. And I can read his lips from where I was sitting. And he was just saying, touch it, touch it. <laughs> and as he was walking, I could see that the people were touching the belt. And he's just, touch it, touch it. So he gets up to the ring and I shit you not, he pauses for a second and just lobs 
the U.S. title over the top rope into the center of the ring. Like it's Stone a Cold Steve trash. Austin style? Oh, just throws that shit in there. Doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. Austin and used to do that with the WWF title. I immediately... There's a difference, though. That was part of Stone Cold's character. This is part <laughs> of Randy Orton's personality. <laughs> For him, it's just extra shit he has to put in his luggage. He's like, this belt doesn't matter to me. I have to put it in my backpack. This is a carry-on. This is my carry-on. I don't give a it's shit. And extra weight. He just lobbed that goddamn thing into the ring. I immediately started laughing, and I laughed a good <laughs> part of that match just because I couldn't... Like, tears were coming out of my eyes thinking about Randy Orton <laughs> and just lobbing that belt. And then he walks over to the stairs and just slowly goes up, gets in the ring, and picks up his shit belt that he does not <laughs> care about. Here's my question. Do you think like he cares about the WWE championship any differently? No. Well, I think that he understands there's a difference, but I don't think that he cares. Well, in that case, just keep belts away from him then. But I feel like Randy <laughs> is one of those guys where he's like, man, I've got a fucking belt. I've got to deal with carrying it around. But then I <laughs> like feel like when point. he doesn't have it, he's like, this is bullshit that I don't have one. I'm like, well, Randy, what do you want? And he's like, I don't think you understand. I don't want to work here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a pet. He's, it's like he wants a toy that you have, but then when he has it, he doesn't know what to, he doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I tr you try and hand Randy. He's like my cat. You know, you try and hand yeah. him the belt, but then he turns around and shows you his butthole and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he has it, not interested. And when you have it. He'll take a shit in your bag. Yeah. Who's He's bag got a reputation was it he took for a doing shit that. in? It was the Divas. I think he it was the Divas in ladies' bag. bags? Yeah. That's like handbags? I, I don't know. I've heard he's done it multiple times. He just, I mean, what are, okay. You were forced to spend a, a day, a whole day with Randy Orton. Like there's no, you have no choice. This is what you have to do. I'm not worried. I have stuff to talk about him. Yeah, like, but for how long? Him. I could probably, I don't know, I could do a day. A what week would do? be What's awkward. your ideal mandate with Randy Orton? Uh, Probably go around St. Louis, maybe go to a baseball game, maybe go drink, because I'm pretty sure he would enjoy that. I feel um, like to, for the meeting, you should show up at his house with a six-pack. I feel like that's really going to set the... <laughs> I feel like you might even get a little smile out of him. <laughs> I feel like I've brought this up on the podcast before, but if I haven't, I apologize. I actually went to college with Randy Orton's brother, Nathan. Oh, he, my God. Uh, you haven't talked about this. No. Uh, Nathan Orton uh, lived across the hall from me in uh, Cougar Village and in, in Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Um, same apartment complex, literally just like, like within, like, you know, like 15 feet is where he slept, you know. From door to door. Um, so I, I, Nathan was actually really, really cool. He like um, had a very athletic build. He looked exactly like Randy. Um, and the rumor on campus at the time was with uh, Nathan that don't bring, up his, don't bring up his brother. Don't bring up wrestling to him. Don't bring up his brother. He doesn't want to hear it. And I was like, I get it. Understood. So I never did it. But there, he would come over to our apartment a couple times um, and one time I had my uh, World Heavyweight Championship replica sitting out on our television. And he came over and was hanging out for a long time playing uh, my, uh, my roommate's uh, guitar, strumming it a little bit. We're watching TV. And then he out of nowhere goes, whose belt is that? And just silence 
fills the apartment and everyone is <laughs> everyone is too afraid and i'm sitting there like fuck like do i really want to have the yeah i'm a giant pro wrestling fan and i know who your brother is and i bet you have his cell phone number can i have it i didn't want to have that conversation so we didn't answer but uh no he gave my mom a hug when i moved out like nathan orton was a. Uh, he was a he was a he was a guy. He does stand up comedy now. By I was the gonna way, say but... like I see his name on a lot of posters for uh, St. Louis comedy shows now. He did MMA for a little while. In fact, I got to watch him spar with a kid uh, that I think he lived with, and he beat the holy piss out of him just sparring. Like this kid had no chance. And what uh, do you he... think it's like growing up with Randy Orton as your older brother? It's probably terrifying. I bet it sucks. But... I bet he like relentlessly fucks with you. Right. I mean, and that means there's a good chance that Cowboy Bob helped move Nathan in, which blew my mind. Like, like I, I thought about that every time I every time I think about Nathan Orton, I think about the fact that Cowboy Bob was probably in my vicinity and I didn't even know it. There was probably just a just a time period where wrestlers that are now his like you know quote unquote uncle like uncle Uncle Doink showing yeah. up, and you're just like, there's a fucking clown outside, un- like, Uncle Orndorf. <laughs> uh, no, so I mean, if as far as spending a day with Randall, uh, I think I would actually do well because I get it, <laughs> and I could tell him I own, I used to own several of your shirts, sir. Um, you've probably gotten a whopping five dollars worth of merch sales from me. <laughs> have have another drink and let's talk about why you're not excited to be United States champion. Final question: What do you think the last book Randy Orton read was? Um, that's tough. You, I think I, Randy Orton comes across as very quietly political. So I, <laughs> which direction like, though, do you think Randy Orton's going? Do you think he's just like, Hey, I know they say they're not going to take all of our guns, but I just have a feeling that they're lying. Yeah, no, I think like, that's totally the direction. He, I think that's exactly who he is. <laughs> Like I like you'll see him subtly make comments about certain things on social media sometimes. So or he's just like, I hey, don't I don't give a shit what people say. I think the new Roseanne's funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, St. Louis's own man. So no, I I the tying back to what you were talking about. Yeah, I don't think Randy Orton really gives a shit that he used the United States champion, but I also don't think he just gives a shit. Period. Yeah, no, he. This match, like, he still did after the match was over, go around and, like, high-five the whole front row kind of thing. You know, slowly went around and did that. Uh, Rusev super over during that match, and he was acting silly as hell. Like, he was just just dancing on the apron, and the whole crowd wanted him in there so bad. So, obviously, they weren't tagging Rusev in. So, do you have any other... Because I'm sure most people listening to this podcast kind of know what happened on SmackDown, you know, the, the show you went to. But do you have any other notes from the show? Um, I was a little surprised by this because, you know, the last show before Mania, I think that it actually feels bigger than it is. Because really what those shows are is, let's give them some pretty easy matches so nobody gets hurt before Sunday. I think right, that's and top let, priority. Yeah, get, give them some uh, easy work and also let's get some more footage just for the promo or the promo videos that they'll play before each match. Yeah. Some more you, pointing you would, at the WrestleMania sign. and Exactly. You... But you would think, like, because WrestleMania is on everybody's mind, you're seeing it, like, people in the news talking about it a little more, like, you know, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, places are kind of talking about it. It's, it's around. People have it in their heads. Uh, right. Tickets to the show were not very expensive. I know, night of, you could still get a $15 ticket and walk in the Really? Door. That's and cool. 
So they, I was surprised, they didn't sell the upper bowl. They only sold the floor 100 level and then uh, the club level. Hmm. Actually, I didn't really notice. It looked pretty, it looked like it was well attended. Yeah, they had the blackout curtains. And I will give Nashville credit for this. I think Nashville is a good wrestling town. Um, I've been to several shows in Nashville now, like Ring of Honor, uh, you know, the, the very indie show, Southern Underground Pro. Love you guys. Woo. Coming back to that. Uh, speaking of that, the guy who was in the dog collar match handed me a flyer on the way in. Oh, so, yeah. And he's like, hey, you should come to this wrestling show. And I was like, I will. I'm coming. And I feel and like he, he wasn't expecting that response. He's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the certainty <laughs> caught him off guard. <laughs> I do want to know what happened with like, just to say that the show is very indie. Let me tell you the flyers they passed out were maybe two inches by two inches. It looks like they probably had ordered bigger flyers and it like fucked up and they came little. So they had to like cut them into this card. They had to cut them <laughs> no, smaller than a business card. Like this was really like mate. Like it, I might be exaggerating and I, there's no way I'm not, but in my head, it was the size of a domino. <laughs> I think you're exaggerating. <laughs> like like in if my somebody head, handed... no way this little flyer could be any smaller. And he hands it to me. And the name of this, uh, this event is actually named after Hatebreed's second album, so you know it's going to be good. <laughs> if somebody handed me an advertisement for an event that was the size of a domino, I would also assume that it's a ticket to the <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> because I feel like there's no way like you're fitting any text on this. There has to be a certain point, though, that when you get those flyers back and you're just like, fuck, well, well I, I gotta pass these out. And somebody inside asked me, I was telling them about that show, actually, and uh, they said, oh, I didn't get a flyer. And I said, here. And I think they thought I was joking when I handed <laughs> oh, them. No, seriously. Like, where did you get this? This is, this is adorable. You also got to see your, your boy, The Miz, uh, team with Asuka and win Mixed Match Challenge, where you knew you were excited you were going to see him at a SmackDown show. That, oh, did I wasn't. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm like at a loss for words right now because during that match, <laughs> I may have popped the hardest I have ever popped at a WWE event. Tell me why. When Charlotte Flair put the Miz in the figure four, I was like standing, I was pounding on where the glass would be at the uh, <laughs> at the uh, the hockey arena. I was all in on that, and you know, just getting to see. I know that they're only. Uh, allowing the ladies to hit the guys in that which is fine but you know it's a step it's a step towards intergender wrestling i was gonna ask do you feel like this is them testing the waters for doing more of that in the future i can't tell like i mean i could never see them doing that on network television but maybe somewhere else you know like i don't know it seems like the nxt would be a better place for it but i also just i don't know do you i can't ever see that happening just because they're a publicly traded company and that looks bad. Right. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a big spot and uh, the crowd popped for it huge. So oh, Miz was getting cheered big there. The crowd was cheering for everything. I mean, Rusev, obviously he lives in Nashville, so he's getting he bigger pops than normal. I would say everyone around was going nuts for Rusev. Uh, Miz got a big pop. Daniel Bryant, like everybody just... Nashville is a pretty good wrestling city. I think that people don't really think of this as a wrestling town, but uh, when it's attended, like people are going nuts. Yeah, it sounds like you got a pretty good show. I mean, I think I think SmackDown had the better go home show. I mean, not by a ton, but I still think SmackDown had a better go home show than Raw. Um, 
I would. Uh, I yeah. agree with that. Um. Oh, I do have to tell you this. I had this kid next to me was probably around eight years old, and at a certain point, he looked at me and said, "Batten Corbin is very dominant." <laughs> like. Like, give me an expert analysis. And I was like, yeah, Batten Corbin is very dominant. Like, he said it with so much, uh, he, he just believed in himself so much, so much confidence. I've never said anything <laughs> with as much confidence as this kid told me that Batten Corbin was very dominant. Is that the brother of Baron Corbin? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't going to argue with him. Like, it was, I felt like Dave Meltzer was telling me something. It's like Brain Strowman. Brain Strowman. <laughs> Batten Corbin, ba- uh, Batten Corbin, like his smi- uh, his like tummy has like a happy face on it instead of the sad <laughs> tummy. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, uh, uh, two oh five live. They really need to fix something with. They need to cut that from being live and put that at the beginning of the show instead of the dark matches, just because there are good matches happening there and nobody's watching that thing cleared out. Well, that's I, we've talked about this before and this has kind of always been my issue with two Oh five live. It's, it's not because there's not talent there and it's not because they can't write a good show there. That's the pre-show and cruiserweights are typically a good warm up for any show. So it makes sense for them to have that, whatever, whatever slot they need to have, whether it's six to seven or, or seven to eight. Um, I just think like you like you people have pointed out ever since Triple H has been in charge of 205 Live it's made huge strides in becoming a better show and but I still think that once you come down from the peak of SmackDown just like any pay-per-view once you have that big match it's kind of hard to get the crowd back into it when you start a whole new show Oh, especially, I guess, in your situation, that's after Mixed Match Challenge. Oh yeah, it was a long show. I mean, I didn't get out of there. I got there at like 6.30 show started at 6.45 with a dark match uh, thing didn't get over until I want to say I left at like ten thirty. So you got your money's worth. Oh yeah, I mean you're there a, a while, and I, the thing that bums me out that everyone left is because we did see a couple cruiserweight matches that were okay, but then the main event of the crew because it was supposed to be Drew Gulag versus Mark Andrews, but I think Andrews is hurt, so they brought in uh, Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto, and at this point I'm just like I'm ready to go home. Like, I didn't want to watch this. <laughs> they you feel put, bad? They put on a WrestleMania-worthy match. Like, I've, and- I've never thought anything of Buddy Murphy. But uh, this guy had to lose weight to get on 205 Live. He looks jacked as hell and just put on a fantastic fucking match with Kalisto. And this, the crowd wasn't buying into it? The crowd was dead at this point, but they are there for a long time. But I feel like with that match, they picked up a little bit. But also, they're in a half, I mean, not even half-empty arena. They're in, you know, a quarter-full arena at this point. And did an amazing match to no one. And that's that's kind of a bummer. More people should... I'm telling everybody to tune in to 205 Live. Give it a... You know, you don't have to watch it when it's live. Tune in later. You got some free time at night before bed. Watch the main event. There's good stuff happening there. But also, I understand why you'd leave. Because I wanted to stick around to see this main event to see what Randy Orton looked like wrestling in an empty arena. Because I knew it wasn't going to be good. And I got exactly what I wanted out of it. Well, when I went to SmackDown back in December, it was it was the same thing where, like, the show... SmackDown was great. By the time 205 Live rolled around, the crowd was dead. They were done. And the only reason like I stuck around and like, a lot of people stuck around was for the dark match. So, uh, Oh, I, I something know. that will interest you because you're a Rusev Day fan. 
there yeah. was a huge like super kick spot at the end of the dark match where the the uh, Usos threw I would guess about fifteen super kicks, <laughs> and everybody was just super kicking everybody. Aiden English did super kick Rusev on accident. No, Rusev was telling the Usos to super kick Aiden English, and it made Aiden English mad, so he uh, super kicked Rusev. <laughs> well, come on. But then you know I think it's that that rule of. If it didn't happen on TV, then it didn't happen at all. It was like <laughs> you get this alternate comic book universe kind of thing going on. Right. Uh, kind of like Mixed Match Challenge. Like, I think they're going to pretend like we've never seen Asuka and Charlotte touch each other. I don't know. They may use some of that for, like I, like I said, the promo packages and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, I, I will. as far as Mixed Match Challenge goes, if we want to kind of wrap up like the smackdown discussion i i i'm gonna point out what a lot of people have been pointing out online which is that they kind of booked themselves into a corner because you knew they weren't going to sacrifice oscar's streak built going into mania over this mixed match challenge tournament so yeah and they're just like hey she may have lost the streak but these doggies now have money yeah, no, that's not happening. But, but i guess you and i were talking about the braun Strowman and alexa bliss wrestling for connor's cure and was kind of expecting them to be towards the final too. So hey, we were wrong. Maybe maybe what happens on TV is predetermined. What happens on Facebook Live is fucking That's real, my real man. Shit. Tune in next year, same time. No closed fists there. They're just they're <laughs> wrestling. They're throwing. They're <laughs> hopefully no winning streaks. So we've got some Bullet Club stuff to discuss. So um, why don't we dip into that? Because we've got a lot. We've got a big long WrestleMania card to discuss and. Fuck man, you've got a you've got a busy few days ahead of you. So Fuck, uh, just so you guys know, I I have a shit ton to do before I head to Mania. I'm leaving around seven eight o'clock in the morning on Thursday to head there. So that means we're recording this on Wednesday. I'm getting it edited, put it out, and uh, do all my Mania prep. Yeah. So what do we uh what do we got? What's going on with the Bullet Club this week? What's well, what's new in Bullet Club news? I'm sure you saw uh that uh what is his name Glenn Glenn Gilberti also known as the uh, Disco Inferno, <laughs> had, <laughs> from the WCW heydays. When you uh, said that, made... I was like, I have no idea what we're getting ready to talk about. <laughs> like, he should have uh, really done the warrior thing and just changed his name to Disco Inferno because the like, other name isn't going to catch. First name Disco, last name Inferno. Uh, Middle name yeah. Sad. <laughs> he had made a, a social media comment uh, directed at... at uh, uh, Cody Rhodes getting his eye split open. Um, in a match with, uh, who'd he fight? They fight Golden Lovers? I think so. Or did they fight yeah. the other, I can't remember. There's so much wrestling. There's I've a had, lot of I've stuff. a lot of wrestling this week. Anyways, yeah. Cody gets his eye split open and Co or Disco Inferno makes the comment, oh, that's how, they, that's why these guys don't know how to work these days. That's why they're getting hurt so much. And Cody fired back telling him that, Disco was lucky to have be wrestling in an era where he was friends with people that mattered and basically just roasted Disco Inferno and told him that he draws more than he'll ever will and makes more money and that's why nobody thinks about him. Nobody's ever left a show thinking about Disco Inferno. And uh, I've left kind a of show thinking about Alex Wright, but I've never left a show thinking about Disco Inferno. I've never, well, here's the thing. I probably would because I was actually a little bit of a mark for the Disco Inferno back in the day. So did but, this hurt your feelings? Like, are you No, not, not at all. You switched to Team no. Kenny? No. <laughs> no, I, I'm, um, 
I'm of the mindset, like I, I think I had a, I had a brief exchange with you about this. Was just, there's just this generational. There's always these generations of, of wrestlers fighting with the the new generation, telling them that the way that they do things isn't proper. They're not doing it the right way, and it just comes across as kind of like the curmudgeon,y jealous old guy. Um, and it doesn't help when it's coming from a guy who at his at his highest peak, he was playing a um a manager, a second fiddle lackey to Scott Hall. Um <laughs> that that was the peak when he was in the when he was in the Wolf Pack. Disco Inferno was in the Wolf Pack. Don't even remember that. Yeah, Disco Inferno was made as kind of like the uh the joke member of the Wolf Pack. So what um, you're saying is there's a certain point in every wrestler's career where they hit an age that they basically just become Jim Cornette. So basically, so basically, uh, maybe it was just Disco Inferno's birthday. I don't know. He blew out his candles and then just like Chuck Taylor's ruining this fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes and this fucking bullshit bleaching his hair. I'm excited for when it happens to Cody. Cody's like, I'm always going to be cool. And then he hits the same age that Disco Inferno is now. And he's like, <laughs> Chuck Taylor was ruining the fucking business. <laughs> Cody Cody Rhodes will be ripping on Kevin Owens' son one day. <laughs> Change your fucking name off of Owen. It's disrespectful. You're just using your daddy's name. No, he was using <laughs> mine, man. Yeah, I, I got my name from, from Owen Hart. R.I.P. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Cody basically destroyed uh, Disco Inferno on social media. It kind of blew up. Everyone was I mean, picking their sides on that. I mean, he cut that balls off. Like, he... Yeah. Like... Disco Inferno should have just shut the hell up and deleted his Twitter account and uh, just, you know, go see a movie. Try and forget yet, about what he just, just happened. He, he sort of just said nothing because suggesting that these guys who are going out and doing this and I mean, this is like the, a boom period for indie wrestling. They're making money and just just shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, I'm not a worker, obviously, so maybe I'm not in the right place to be telling somebody who actually has worked regardless of what level they've gotten to. To shut the fuck up, but like, eh. wrong it's guy to criticize. To, so when you're a kid and you're watching the Attitude Era and you start to see footage of older wrestling, like even if it's just 80s wrestling, part of you thinks this isn't as much fun as what I'm watching now. Right. And if you grew up in the 80s and you're watching the shit from the 70s, you're thinking the same thing and, you know, right. back forever. But at this point, wrestling has gotten so athletic and high energy and innovative with what they're doing that I can see where these wrestlers are like, this isn't even what I was doing. This is a different thing altogether. Exactly. Right. Fucking right. exactly. But, this is a but different that's thing. Always, but, that's always, but that's always been the case, and you have to factor that in. Like, you're, you're watching a wave in the last couple of years of people now who go back and they look at stuff from the Attitude Area, and they have justifiable things to criticize. Some of those matches last 45 seconds. Like, like Monday Night Raw matches will la like be a vertical suplex, a couple punches, and a finisher, and match is over. And so a lot of the matches during that era sucked. But it doesn't change the fact that, like, in every era, they have their thing that worked. Hulk Hogan worked in the 80s. And it may look, you may look back on it now and think it's boring, but every era has their thing that works, and you just kind of have to change with the times. And I think it's stupid to sit there and think that, fucking disco inferno knows better than a guy who's working in the current wrestling climate about what the audience wants to see because really that's all that matters somewhere randy orton's sitting there with a lot of opinions 
Oh, guaranteed. See, now I've pissed him off. Now He's like, I wish I could tell Derek everything I feel oh. right now. Yeah, and I think Orton actually has, like, doesn't he have a lot of resentment towards some of the indie guys coming in? He has to. Because, they, I mean, I mean they I, are I've kind heard of taking his spot a little bit. Well, yeah, but this goes back to what we were saying before. He doesn't even seem like he wants his fucking spot. <laughs> like, like he, he doesn't does he want, want a it, spot but he's going to be not... mad if it gets taken away. Correct. God, what a whiny bitch. <laughs> don't, don't say don't, that. Don't hurt me, Randy. <laughs> you know his brother. <laughs> I'm he's friends basically with family. <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy. I don't think that. Though, it seems like he's a cool stepdad. Oh, yeah. He's like, going to be the one that, like, if, if, if Randy Orton's your brother, he's going to be the guy that buys your kid beer for the first time. Oh, he doesn't go to beer first. His first thing is, here, son, take a drag off my vape pen. Don't tell your mom. <laughs> when Randy comes, he's coming for you. So are you he's telling not me, coming that, for me that if Twitter had existed uh, long ago, that there was a period where Vern Gagne was shit-talking Ric Flair for being too flashy? Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking Bret Hart shits talk, shit talks Ric Rick, Rick Flair. Actually, I think Bret Hart shit talks the guys from the 50s for being too flashy. Yeah. Bret Hart shit talks everybody. Everybody wrestles incorrectly, according to Bret Hart. He comes across as very bitter. Okay, what would you do with him for a day? Bret? Think if you have to drive from Los Angeles to New York City in a car with Bret Hart. That could go one of two ways. It could either be really surprising how how well we get along, or it's going to be fucking awkward, because I'm just basically going to be like, Brett, what did you think was going to happen when you refused to give him your belt back? Where'd all that spit come from? Like, how did you just, (laughs) how did you just, you know, conjure that? Like, how did that just come to be just so perfect? What was it like to punch Vince McMahon in the face? That would be a good conversation. (laughs) I feel like if we had a camera of you in the car with him, the first hour is going to be pretty quiet. Like, just yeah. silent. And then I feel like if we cut to the second hour, you're both laughing so hard that you're in tears. <laughs> we both. I don't know. Hey, I, I would rather, you know, I I would rather uh, do the day with Randy Orton, to be honest with you. Oh, me too. Like, that riding in a car <laughs> with Bret Hart. I mean, legend or not, I don't want to ride in a car with somebody who seems that grumpy. <laughs> like, I feel like My I'm f- going to try and change the radio, and he's just going to give me a look like, I'm going to write on Twitter about you if you change He's that. Like, I don't like the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, just speaking, of, I mentioned Ric Flair a minute ago, and I was talking to uh, somebody who works at my dad's office. She said that uh, Ric Flair wrestled in Pittsfield, Illinois, our hometown. Uh, that's been a rumor I've heard for years, she and w- I can't get any verification of it, but she I said she was there. It. Where's the pictures? Why is that not like a thing hanging up on a wall in our high school? She said if I go to the Pittsfield, uh, the Pike Press, that if I go, you know, look through those microfiche, like I'm trying to solve an old murder that I can probably <laughs> find. In- trying to research the origins of the Joker. Yeah, like I'm you know, like, ah, here he is. He has no name. Uh, but yeah, no, they, she said I would probably find a picture of Ric Flair. She said it was around 1983 or 84, and it was in the Pittsfield High School gym. Okay. And well, I how about the next time we're home anyone... together? Let's do this. Oh, I want to go look through those. I want to look, you know, twist that knob and watch the, the film go up the thing. At the very least, what we can do, we need to get that prepped because that, that's actually a big enough story that could reemerge in our local newspaper back home if we can unearth footage that, you know, f- fucking two-time Hall of Fame, 16-time world champion Ric Flair wrestled at the Pittsfield High School. 
the same place where, you know, uh, my chubby <laughs> ass had to jog around the outside of the gym during PE. Yeah, Flair had to do the same thing. You know how many times I didn't take a shower after doing that and went straight back to class because I didn't want the uh, the football team to see my penis? Flair did the same thing. Flair did the same. He didn't shower in there either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, next time next time we're back home, this is something we got to look into. That'd make a good podcast episode, too. Oh, yeah. Well, let's do that. Hey, man, guess what? What? You have another Bullet Club story for me? Oh, shit, yeah. Cody? Just, uh, we were talking about Cody Rhodes. Uh, I saw a really nice story. I don't know what publication it was. I saw ESPN and uh, Sports Illustrated both posted on Twitter or Facebook. It was an interview with Paul Heyman, and he was talking about Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And he was talking about how Cody Rhodes is at an amazing place in his career right now and how similar it is to where Stone Cold was in his career after he left WCW. And he was kind of comparing the two. And I thought that was maybe the highest praise Cody Rhodes could possibly get. Yeah, I didn't see that. I saw Heyman giving praise to the Usos for being like maybe the best tag team of their era, but I didn't see anything about Cody Rhodes. That is really high praise. Um, is that kind of a sentiment that you agree with? or I'm agreeing with it more. I mean, I think if you asked me eight months ago, uh, if you're a new listener, at the end of the show, we do a segment called Say Something Nice. We complain about wrestling sometimes, so we've got to say something nice about somebody we would normally not say something so nice about. Uh, if you asked me several months ago, I probably would have used Cody Rhodes at some point. I never outwardly disliked him, but he didn't. He was missing something for me. And I think it was being the elite, honestly. Like, seeing how funny he is and seeing his story progress on this web series... Just he is super over with me right now, and it actually this is the first time that I had to question whether or not I was Team Kenny or Team Cody. I don't know. It's like he left WWE. He was and having that experience, he was able to go figure out his character and who he wanted to be without restrictions. And good on him. No, I agree. Like it's 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 hard because. I don't know. I like a good heel character that cuts some damn good promos and says some things that are true that rub people the wrong way. And I, I loved his promo that he cut the other day where he said something about, what did he say about Kenny Omega? He said, he's like that band that everyone pretends that they like, but can't name any of their hits. Oh, I thought that was so good. I thought that was so good. Oh, like everyone, like, like everyone did that, like, oh shit. But then like, like, like this is the thing. There's some truth to that statement with Kenny. And he's known for putting on ridiculously good matches, but outside of the Jericho match and his stuff with uh, Ibushi. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I feel like it, because everybody's seen the Kenny Omega shirt so much, and they're a really cool shirt, so a lot of people are buying them. And I think a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of wrestling fans that, we were talking about it earlier, uh, New Japan seems hard to get into for a lot of people. And I think that it's some people, it's easier to pretend <laughs> that Kenny Omega is awesome, even though he, cause he is awesome. So it's easy to just be like, yeah, Kenny Omega, love him. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that going on. I think it's anytime something gets some traction, some popularity. And it's not like a knock on Kenny, because I think when you do watch his stuff, he's obviously one of the best in the world. He's fucking amazing. But there is a there is a hype machine going on right now with the Bullet Club and o Kenny Omega because of his stuff he did with Jericho recently. And. Uh, no, great promo. I I I think Ed. I think Edge um, has said this a couple times when he's been talking about heels. He's always said a good heel knows how to say something that's a little bit true, and the audience hates him for saying it. And 
Man, Cody's really got it figured out. I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of what they end up doing at Supercard. Oh yeah, that match could. I mean, I would any Kenny Omega match has the potential to be you know a match of the weekend. Yeah. Um, and Cody is getting better with his in ring work. I mean, being in Japan, he's had to work his ass off and fight a lot of guys who, you know, I think are more skilled than him. And I think that's starting to rub off on him in a in a good way. Yeah, he's been cutting his teeth for a while, but like like you said, and he seems really comfortable with what he does between New Japan and and all the stuff he's been doing in the states. That's uh, like not very indie, but indie stuff. Um, My favorite is just watching him shit all over Flip Gordon all the time because Flip Gordon <laughs> seems like such a nice guy. That that like on April Fools, he he showed a text exchange that just said, "Hey, Flip." Do you or uh, you're booked for all in? And he's like, really? And he's like, April Fools, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, or whatever he said to him. Oh, and then he put up a poll on Kenny. Twitter: Who would you rather be at all in, my dog Pharaoh or Flip Gordon? <laughs> I'm assuming the dog one. Pharaoh's gonna be at all in. <laughs> oh man, I don't, this is also with uh, him trying to break up the Bullet Club. That could lead to where that kind of could give us a hint of what the you know, the main event of All In would be something about, you know, them all versus Cody, or maybe Cody gets his own team. Like, you know, maybe this is where we're splitting it off into, uh, you know, Bullet Club Or maybe Club it's Red all of them Bullet versus each other. Maybe, maybe, maybe they all face each other. Maybe that's the thing we don't see. That they actually do break up, and then it's just like a five-way of everybody yeah. who started this event and, like, them all trying to take credit for it. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Oh man, I, we could fantasy book this all in show all day long. And I see that uh, the Sears Center is actually, they have, you know, the, the digital marquee that. The, yeah, they're running ads on it now. Yeah. I need, so Sears knows something I don't. We need to get down to the Sears Center. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively closer than you. <laughs> hey, man, I'll make that trip. <laughs> oh, did you hear um, wh- about, we hadn't talked about this yet, the Louisiana. Boxing and Wrestling Commission put a bunch of rule, uh, restrictions on the wrestling this weekend. Yeah, that's some bullshit. They've got a bunch of different moves that they've banned and things that they've banned from happening to kind of limit what guys can do with these indie shows because they're trying to, I don't know. I think, I'm sure WWE is in cahoots <laughs> trying to get these other promotions and stuff from, from kind of, uh, I don't know, poaching is the right word or, or what, but cashing in on the WrestleMania weekend hype. They're trying to cut down on some of that, and I think it's bullshit. Well, and I could see it easily pissing WWE off, because did you know none of WWE's shows are sold out yet? I didn't know that. You can get a ticket to any WWE event right now, <laughs> um, and I could see that pissing them off, but the, the Boxing and Wrestling Commission has deemed that WWE and Ring of Honor are both considered Major League Wrestling, right? so they both have no restrictions. Sure. But everything else does. And I think that that shows, I mean, it's just kind of an organization being a little ignorant. Because uh, it's hard to like look at the lineup of the people who are wrestling on like, you know, the progress cards or the evolve cards. These are major promotions, you know, elsewhere. Like progress is huge in the UK. We're looking at like people like Zack Sabre Jr., Matt Riddle, you know, Keith Lee's in there, I think. Uh, there's like such a good... Uh, Shit, I should bring up the card and look at some of these shows. But, I mean, these are, like, major people in different promotions 
That, but they're not considered major leagues, so a lot of their arsenal is going to be eliminated. Just because you don't have a huge TV deal in the United States doesn't mean that you aren't at the top of the fucking game with the rest of these people. Right. No, it's bullshit. And um, I don't know. It goes back to what we were talking about. Like, perception is everything. And I think from the perception of the of the pro wrestling fan... It's good that you can go down to New Orleans like you're about to for this weekend and there's stuff all weekend long. Like you're not just going there for one or two events and WWE probably doesn't look at it the same way. They look at it. Well, we only want you going there for the WWE stuff. Why are you giving your money elsewhere? It's like, well, it's a fucking, it's a vacation. It's supposed to last multiple days. I don't want to be like, I don't know. It's pumping money into the New Orleans economy. So New Orleans itself is regardless of whether it's WWE or ring of honor or whatever. They're well, getting money out of it. With WWE, it's like, I'm only going to one WWE event the entire weekend, which is Mania, but I also gave them more money for Mania than I did anything else, you know, everything right. else combined. These other shows are like $25 shows with some amazing talent on them. And, and But I think in their mind, they look at it as if you weren't going to those other shows, you might be able to catch TakeOver or the Hall of Fame. And they if aren't did, wrong. Ring of Honor took me away from TakeOver this year. This is the first Which, year that I'm skipping TakeOver. That's a good segue, because um, we're going to talk about WrestleMania here in a minute. Um, TakeOver, man. We got Gargano versus Ciampa. Am I saying his name right? Yeah. Tommaso like Ciampa. Like I, to, uh, Ciampa. I always feel like I'm, be, like I'm saying it wrong, and then I kind of look around and make sure. Like, it's you, like when you, you like, like, look around and like, I don't want to be a phony here. Like, am I doing yeah. it right? <laughs> Los Ingloglenables. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i it's like i i am that guy uh, like i'm the guy yeah. that's like i can't name any kenny omega songs Naito. <laughs> i wear the shirt i got it's written i can look at the word in front of me and i'm still gonna <gasps> fuck this up Hey, hey uh, man, WrestleMania. Just so you know, I've gotten uh, multiple people saying how much they enjoy you doing that sound. You've actually gotten <laughs> higher praise with the sound. I've heard that you do it spot on. So I'm going to shut the fuck up for a second and let the people get what they want. Oh, you want me to do my Shane? Uh, my everybody, Shane? this is Derek Halpin doing Shane McMahon being slammed into some metal, uh, whatever the fuck he got slammed into. Because if you hit oh, feel- if you hit metal hard enough, you get diverticulitis. <laughs> but you're back really quick. I you hope that, that they're Lesner like, well, we've got to ban the Canadian Destroyer because that's how Brock Lesnar got diverticulitis. Yep, Vince, he's on it. But yeah, Takeover. It sucks that they put those the same time because these are two shows that I would love to be at. Like I'm going to Ring of Honor, uh, but fuck, I'm gonna. That means I'm gonna miss uh, Ricochet's WWE debut. Correct. Oh, my God. In a ladder match with Adam Cole, uh, Velveteen Dream. There's, there's really only, like, one guy in that entire match that I would be like, why did he win it? Which is Lars Sullivan. Well, my question, uh, real quick, before we go on to the, to the big card, is how did you feel about the, the debut of the North American Championship? Like, the way the title looked? How are you feeling about them having it? I don't think we should ever complain about the way a title looks. Because the way you feel about something can change over time. Like, if your immediate reaction to it is like, I don't like that it's red. I don't give a shit. (laughs) 
You know, fuck off. I liked it. That was my first reaction. I think it looks like an old school wrestling belt. I think it looks unique. I think they need to go more in that direction. So, Oh, yeah, and they and- needed this. They have too many big guys down there. They needed another belt. And, you know, we kind of see what happened with New Japan adding the North American title. It's been good over there. I mean, it was something to give Kenny Omega since he didn't have, you know, the, the main belt. Some recognition. And just keep it away from Randy Orton. Yeah, don't give him that. And he's like... <laughs> So I can't have the North American belt? Am I not from North America now? You tell me St. Louis isn't in North America. Randy Orton cannot have the North American title. Send me down to NXT so I can work with Velveteen Dream. I can work Velveteen Dream. I'll go shit in Adam Cole's handbag. (laughs) Oh, fuck. See there, uh, I implied that Adam Cole has a handbag. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. It's, It's main event time here. Um Fucking WrestleMania, man. What do you tell me about this card? What are you looking forward to? What matches you want to talk about? I think this because... is the first time that I'm just like the whole card. It has. I'm looking forward to all of it. Like I don't How think do there's feel... a single match yet. I mean, name a match that you're not excited for right now. Even just a little. Like, is there a match that you like? I I wish that weren't on there at all. No, that doesn't exist. And um, there was a match that was like that, but they fixed it. I think a lot of people were kind of complaining about the U.S. title match because I don't think anybody gave a shit. But I do think adding Rusev to that match and making it a fatal four-way added something to it because he's been ridiculously over for months now. And just the chance that they put the title on him at Mania is pretty exciting. And that'll get a good reaction. He How do could, you feel he about could easily the, uh, end up getting a uh, Miz Dowd? <laughs> yeah, that's like very possible. I've like, thought about Rusev's that. Rusev's going to win. And then... Uh, yeah. Or gender Mahal gets it again. Uh, whatever. <laughs> a little bit, but I, like, I, I, I think you probably agree with me that adding him to that match made it more interesting. It immediately made me want to watch the match. That was the match that I was like, you know what? They could put this on the pre-show, and I, you know, I would be fine with that. Um, well, speaking of the pre-show, they got two battle royals on there and the cruiserweight match. How do you feel about that? You can never have enough battle royals on a pre-show. <laughs> uh, I. I mean, that's just good common sense right there. That's wrestling booking 101. If you've got seven and a half hours to kill, you throw as many goddamn people into a pre-show as you want. Make them feel like they've seen, you know, if you haven't seen a hundred wrestlers before the, before the first actual <laughs> match has started, then that's not a goddamn wrestling show. Here's 90% of the roster. Now let the show begin. Hey, I know you're here early, and you know why you showed up? Because we got DDP in this thing. Who else is in here? I don't know. Fucking Carl Malone. We got Dennis Rodman here. Guess what? Turns out it's just a basketball game. It's actually not a battle royal. (laughs) The DDP is in on for some reason. (laughs) Self high five, man. No, I think... um, when they announced that those three matches were going to be on the pre-show, there was a lot of complaints, and people were like, oh, come on, this is bullshit. You're having the Women's Battle Royal be on the pre-show. The Cruiserweights deserve on the main card. And in defense of that decision, I, I get where everyone's coming from complaining about that, but when you turn your attention back to the, the card that they have, what are you bumping? What are you bumping onto the pre-show from the, from the, uh, the, like the main card? There's just nothing you can trade out that really makes sense. So, yeah, a couple battle royals and the cruiserweight championship will be decided on the pre-show. And, yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like, what are you thinking? We've got, you know, two world title matches. Put out a poll about that today. Um, I I have to assume you got 100% on AJ. Last time I checked on both Facebook and Twitter for which world title match people are looking forward to more, 100% 
were going for Styles and Nakamura, and not a single vote for Reigns and Lesnar. And I think a question to ask is, is that indicative of Reigns and Lesnar, or is that indicative of how excited people are for Styles and Nakamura? I think even a Roman Reigns fan at this point would have to be like, I love Roman Reigns, but you know, AJ Styles puts on the best matches I've ever seen. Except for Vince McMahon. That Roman Reigns fan is not budging. I don't <laughs> like his one. hair. <laughs> what kind of conditioner does he use? Yeah. He needs to look uh, wetter. We got a we got a couple of uh tag team matches. We got the Rousey Angle against uh Triple H and Stephanie match, which is uh they opened Raw with this week. Uh press conference situation with them. Where do you think um, that falls on the card? I don't know. Because man. you know that's... they they're looking at that as a huge event. I mean they to them, like that's almost a main event. Like they have Ronda Rousey. But to me, that's a middle of the card match. Because yeah, we I, don't really know where that how that's gonna go. I think yeah, I don't know. That's not closing the show. And I honestly I don't because what's gonna be the filler match? What's gonna be the match that they drop right after like Styles and Nakamura? Because to me, that's where that match falls. I think we're probably going to get Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax in between those. That might make sense. Because that's a title match that's, unless they do like one of the tag matches or something, like maybe the, because I don't know, like I'm, a, I'm excited to watch the Usos and New Day and everybody at WrestleMania, but it's like, there's so many big matches that it's, you just have to decide what is the smaller of these matches. And I think it's either that or Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, even though I think they've got a great story going. I think just what we're going to get out of the in-ring work on that one just isn't as good as what we're going to get in the other women's match. Sure. So let me do some, like, I guess, like not necessarily rapid fire, but I'll ask you some questions and then I'll you know answer back and we'll just do that. Um, what match do you think opens the show, the main show? Ooh. Well, let's see. There aren't many singles matches, are there? No. Or the two titles? There's, the Char two there's Charlotte and Asuka and then the two world title matches for sure. Shit. That's, that's actually really tough. I could see him opening it with maybe the Intercontinental match. I thought about that. Unless um, like, it's, uh, like they did at 30 and they actually opened the show with like a segment. There's part of me that's thinking that they're going to open the show in a way that they did with the Hardys last year, I think they'll open the show with the raw tag title match and they'll have Braun's surprise opponent. Like you'll have the bar come out, you'll have Braun come out and then you'll have whoever the surprise uh, partner for Braun is come out. Which way would you and go with his partner? Would you have him be like, have him have somebody like big cast, like who is I hear ready to return who could easily show up in the Andre, the giant thing as a surprise. Dean Ambrose is around. Uh, or would you give him somebody like, would you surprise and like bring Ellsworth back and bring it back to somebody was telling me last night, you know, uh, I want, I, they would like to see it come back to where he started. And I could see that, you know, just Ellsworth never gets a single tag. He never enters the match one time. Braun wins it by himself, carries both titles, but that guy's with him because he was told he had to have somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, some of the options I've heard tossed out, like they intrigue me for a second, and then I mean, like, like yeah, but whatever. Like I've, you know, you keep hearing Big Show's name. That I like, it's it's an okay idea. It to me, it loses steam immediately. Like the next night on Raw, I guess it depends on if you think Braun is actually going to win it. To me, the exciting thing would be is if he grabbed Angle at the beginning of that show and said, "Look, I don't have a fucking partner. I'm doing this." Because I thought that was the more intriguing match. To, 
like from the get go to be honest with you, which is a single guy going after the fucking tag belts. It's different. We haven't really seen it before. Um, that's what I'm hoping. That's I, I, I agree with you. To me, that's the most interesting match. Throwing somebody else in, like unless it's done for comedy, I don't really need him to have an actual partner. Right. He's probably going to wind up with one, but that's how I would do it. But then, you know, um, you're hearing rumors about people like, you know, I'm hearing that Conor McGregor might show up somewhere. Uh, I don't know. There's That would be nuts. That, I mean, people would go. That's somebody that you could actually, if his, like, if his name popped up on a screen and people were like, what the fuck? Conor McGregor's going to join <laughs> Braun Strowman? Like, because the size difference there would obviously be enormous. And uh, I think people would still pop. It has to be somebody that people are going to be excited about regardless. And I think that's what you said, like somebody like The Rock or like somebody that's going to get an immediate huge reaction. Like, holy fuck, this person's wrestling. Like, I can't believe they're here. Right. Uh, Mysterio's name got tossed out there, too, as a possibility. He's hurt Um, right now, though. Yeah. Okay, so let let me ask one question that's actually two questions. Uh, Looking at the card, what do you think is going to be match of the night? And what match, not necessarily like is going to suck, but what match do you think has the potential to be the biggest disappointment of the night? Disappointment? Like, right now, the one I'm not really looking forward to is Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax. Uh, just, okay. Just because I think the, the in-ring work just isn't going to be as exciting as some of the other stuff I've seen. Uh, but that's not a knock on either of them. I think they're both super talented, and I'm, I want to watch it. I just, as far as WrestleMania goes, I had to pick one. What am I most, I think, I mean, I feel like we should have to take out AJ and Nakamura because I think that's going to be everybody's answer to what's going to steal, steal the night. Um, I'm hoping to get really good things out of that intercontinental match. Um, that's actually what I was going to say. I was going to cut you off there is I'm going to say, I actually think the intercontinental match is going to be match of the night. Um, and it's not, again, it's not because I'm sitting here expressing no faith in Styles and Nakamura. I think there's so much focus and expectation on those two delivering. And we haven't really seen Nakamura have, like, killer matches a whole bunch since he's been called up to the main roster. Um, I think there's more of a chance. I mean, I think they'll have a really, really good match. I think it's going to deliver. Um, but I think Miz, Balor, and Rollins are going to fucking steal that show. Um, and I think that I mean, they all three can go. I think Miz being in there between those two, like having like a competitive who's better feud going on. Like, I think that's the dynamic of that match is awesome. And I, and as I've expressed before, I love triple threat matches. Um, I think they're exciting. Um, yeah. I, match... And I think that's a good in my head already. Just having Finn Balor and Seth Rollins in a match elevates it so high. Cause you know, Finn Balor is going to go out there with a lot to prove because this is his first WrestleMania match. And I feel like if they put them in that first spot, they're going to be like, we have to tear the house down, make it hard for anyone to follow this. Yes or no, does Balor come out as the demon? I say no. I don't think we're seeing the demon. They haven't mentioned the demon. Like, it would be cool to see it, but this isn't a match that I think he needs it. I agree. I think the Uh, demon should be for, like, a, you know, heavyweight championship. That should be him versus Roman Reigns, like at SummerSlam or something. I agree with you. I was actually surprised for for your match of the night. You didn't mention anything about Charlotte Nausicaa. That's um, because I didn't think about it until right now. There's my actual <laughs> match. Well, I think it's too because I when people have been asking me, I like of course AJ and that and uh, Knock are going to be awesome. Charlotte and Oscar is the match I am most looking forward to for the entire evening. 
like I said, I mean, we've the road to WrestleMania is a long road. We're almost there. So pretty much you're going to hear us talk about it maybe two more times, then we're going to be moving on to other stuff. Right. Just, how are we going right. to not talk about goddamn Wrestle Christmas while we're on the way to it? Right, and you are literally physically on the way to I'm it. I'm going to take my body down to a city that I've almost been robbed in a couple times. Hey, and I'm fun. doing that so that I can talk to you about it and also so I can have a great time. Don't get murdered because we need to do more episodes. Yeah, I don't want to get murdered. And I also, I want to eat some beignets. Going to do it. <laughs> and no more, no more. You got to make some more trips to Jerry Lawler's restaurant. Shit, uh, I got to see if there's any me. wrestling restaurants down there. Because uh, you, know, you know what that trip's already missing, I can tell? Diarrhea. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't get that from Jerry Lawler's restaurant. I don't want to make it seem like his food made me sick. It just wasn't good. Uh. <laughs> um. I guess my match that I think is probably going to wind up disappointing. I think Reigns Lesnar could get really ugly. I, I think there's a potential there. Like you've said, that's going to be seven hours. If Lesnar doesn't put in the effort and the audience gets the feeling of they're just trying to be like persuaded into light loving Roman Reigns, this could turn out to be another Goldberg Lesnar from WrestleMania 20. And when you've um, got a room of exhausted people and you're putting on a thing that they don't really want, and making it be the last thing for yep. the fourth year. Yep. You're kind of fucked. Like, I, I don't see why they need to just, they need to just end it with AJ. Everyone like AJ is maybe one of the most universally loved people in that company right now. I feel like Vince would be admitting that he was wrong. If he did that though, like he, that's how he would feel. It'd be like, he's conceding that, okay, you're right. This is, this is too much pushing of reins and, oh, you guys want your indie match as a rematch on my fucking show. Fuck that. I think that's the way to go. I think, like I said, that those out of, out of everyone on the roster, they, they have the strongest chance of knowing that styles Nakamura could deliver. And I, we've talked about this before. I think that you should end the show with the crowd cheering. Yeah, like I think that like like they should feel like they just got maybe the best part of the night to close the show, not just a okay now it's over. Um, yeah, I mean this is this is a stacked fucking card, man. Um, what do you? Uh, I, I guess real quick, uh, are 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 Shane and Brian winning and Owens and Zayn staying fired, or is somebody turning on somebody? Are Zayn and Owens winning? What do you think's happening there? I don't know. I feel like you can't have Daniel Bryan go back into the place that he won the world title and not walk out. And also, I think Vince can look at this as, ah, we can finally get Shane a win. Yeah, I thought about that, too. Um, But I I don't know. I mean, if if the rumors are true and Styles is going over to Raw. Do you also see them sending Sammy and Kevin over there, too? And doesn't Daniel Bryan need an authority figure to feud with going forward? I don't think he needs an authority figure. I think like somebody can just, I don't know. I mean, I think next he goes in with Miz. When Miz gets swapped over. I, I, well, maybe Miz can be the authority figure. Like, I guess I'll just come out and say, I'm pretty convinced that Shane's going to turn on Brian. Okay. Um, he seemed like he pretty hesitant to hug him. Um, he has every reason to be pissed off at Brian. He basically almost got killed because Brian refused to give up on his friends being douchebags. <laughs> He did get oh. diverticulitis because of that. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it could go a million different ways. I don't even know if there's necessarily a wrong way to go with it because there's a lot of things they can do there. 
Um, and I think the good thing is we're talking about this. It's not like where we know Roman Reigns is walking out of uh, New Orleans with that title. I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. I assume Daniel Bryan's going to win. What's going to happen in it, though? Who gives a shit? We're going to get to watch Daniel Bryan wrestle, and it's going to be so much fun. Man, you're going to have so much fun this weekend. I, I Honestly, if does, we're wrapping this thing up here in a minute, but let's be real. It's possible that the match of the entire weekend could be on NXT TakeOver. It easy, it I could, mean, there's a few. I mean, it could easily be on Ring of Honor. It could be on TakeOver. I still stand by. I am going to call it. Ciampa uh, Gargano is going to be match of the weekend. I think that's that's very likely. Yeah, I, those two are just too good. Any match they've done, whether they're a tag team, whether they're fighting each other, uh, you know, singles apart when they're just fighting other people. Those two are just two of the best workers they have right now. And I think when you got two guys that are best friends and they're willing to beat the absolute piss out of each other, that's when you're always going to get the best match. For sure. And, and they're both. They're, <laughs> but that ladder match could steal year. the show. There's yeah. just so much talent in one match. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see Ricochet fly. I think a lot of people are going to get their first experience of Ricochet. I think there's probably still a lot of people that don't know who he is. And I think he is going to make a huge name for himself in that company. Well, don't stress too much, man. Go have fun down there. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I mean, right now my schedule is pretty slammed. Uh, night one, I'm, I'm getting in. Thursday night, I'll be at... So if you're listening to this on your way to WrestleMania... I'll be at the WrestleCon Super Show, so we get to watch the Golden Lovers. That's going to be great. Uh, next day, I'm hitting up Progress at noon, Evolve at 4, and then Joey Janela's Spring Break at midnight, <laughs> where I have a feeling that these death matches at midnight, they are not going to obey the rules of the Louisiana <laughs> Wrestling Commission. Uh, yeah, Saturday, well. hitting up Progress again at noon. Uh, then... What am I doing? Uh, then that night is Ring of Honor. And all day they're having the Festival of Honor. So they're kind of having a little like all, all day thing. Like Ring of Honor is taking up all of Saturday. They're trying to make you go to nothing else. They're from noon until the evening. Uh, and then Sunday Mania. Monday, driving home sad that it's all over. <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for next year. Oh, I got a bunch of stickers printed with our new logo on it. We haven't even uh, debuted the new logo yet. It's awesome. Uh, my buddy Anthony Canass has made it. Uh, I have it on stickers. If you run into me, you want a sticker? Going to have my pockets full of them. So uh, come there's, grab one from me. There's there's a possibility you're going to hand out a sticker to somebody at the show who's now going to come back and listen to this episode hey. because of the sticker that you handed out. Hey, I handed you that sticker. I appreciate that you took the time to go into the app, type in the word predetermined. Then you thought, is that a, oh, there it is. Clicked on it. Subscribe. <laughs> did you listen to the first episode first or did you listen to this one? Because I'll tell you. You know, first episode, probably not as good as what's happening. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a learning thing. We're getting better. Listen to them all. Listen and to also... <laughs> first one's great. <laughs> Fuck you, Garrett. You're really Randy orton in this up. It's the, it's the Netflix age, man. Just binge listen to all of our episodes. And hey, it's going to be a crazy weekend. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling stuff going on, so we can understand. Uh, <clears throat> we hope you're listening to this episode. Um, if you do... Please, uh, if you've got thoughts, if you've got pictures, if you want to let us know what you're doing for WrestleMania weekend, hit us up on social media. We're at Wrestle Hangout on Facebook, at Wrestle Hangout on uh, Twitter. Um, yeah, tell we, us about the match. Is there is your favorite match of the weekend? We haven't said it yet. I mean, is, yeah, maybe is we your forgot favorite it. thing Joey Janela versus James Ellsworth? 
or not Joey Janela. It's a uh, it's a uh, Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth. Are you gonna go see Keith Lee beat the shit out of some people? What are you excited about? Let us know because I, w- I want to know about it. One of the things we can I, I can say for sure, if you send us pictures, if you send us your thoughts, uh, we will retweet that stuff. We will share it, and uh, yeah, we 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 are part of the wrestling community, guys. So uh, please, also like we said at the beginning of the episode, make sure that you rate, review, and uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. It really helps us out. And uh, thank you for listening to another episode, guys. Hey, are we going to do uh, say something nice this week? Oh, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it real quick before we leave. Uh, this is the point in the show where we say something nice. I feel like a couple times tonight I have said I'm not so much looking forward to Nia Jackson, and Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa Bliss, one of the most talented ladies in the thing. She's the best person on the mic right now. Alexa, or, uh, Nia Jax, she probably should have already had a title at this point. She should have always been booked more dominant because she looks like she's dominant. Uh, Nia Jax is awesome. I love them both. I didn't mean any disrespect to them. That's probably the uh, most for- genuine one I've done so far. Yeah. Because I'm not, like, um, talking about Alberto Del Rio's whistles. I'm not talking about Bob Holly having a hell of a chop. I saw he's at a show this weekend, and I'm staying the fuck away from there. Yeah, you should. He'll smack the shit out of your chest. All right. Derek, say something nice. Uh, I'll keep mine short and sweet, but uh, I think it's apropos. It's WrestleMania weekend coming up, so as far as guys that get ripped on a lot, including myself as being one of the people who does a lot of the ripping, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is a guy who gets criticized all the fucking time, and rightfully so. Uh, holds some talent back that people feel deserves a little bit more and pushes guys that people aren't necessarily excited about. But this is the fucking guy who created WrestleMania. The thing that we're talking about today, the thing that we're excited for, the thing that we look forward to every year, we look forward to this. And uh, he doesn't hit them all out of the park, but he's hit more of them in the park than anybody else. So Vince, you're a dick. You're kind of an asshole businessman. I'm sure you've done some shady shit. There's probably a lot of reasons to not like you, but hey, you've made WWE, you made WrestleMania, so thank you for that. It's wrestling Christmas thanks to you. Yeah, he should be. Like, you know what? He shouldn't be mad that all this other stuff's coming. Like, he should feel flattered that everybody's trying to piggyback off the thing that we all love so much. Yeah, it's it's the highest compliment. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, have a good WrestleMania weekend. We're gonna have some shows. Com- we're gonna have some shows coming up. Uh, I'm gonna. I might possibly be doing a show with some good brothers from Australia while we're in. Uh, while we're in New Orleans, so we'll see what happens there. But you know what? We'll be back on Thursday. We'll have something up for you, like a Mania recap, and then we're just gonna we're gonna go back to just shooting the shit about wrestling and hanging out. We're just because you know we're just we're just friends hanging out in a basement talking wrestling. And before we go. Mania. Oh, oh, oh. Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>